Hi guys, welcome back to the Diverse Podcast. It's your girl Debs. Um, thank you so much for joining us again. Make sure to like, follow and subscribe and make sure as well, if you're listening on any audio platforms to like give us some feedback, let us know how it's doing. So um, I'm joined by the amazing Arsima. I'll actually leave her to introduce herself because the, the title says, the title of this will say it all, but yeah, Arsima, I'll hand it over to you. Hey everyone, I'm Asima. Thank you for having me on Debs. Um, so I am a experienced tech recruiter. It's actually going to be five years in recruitment next month. So yay, many celebrations we've survived so far. <laughs> um, I predominantly work within sort of like the back-end development recruitment space here in the UK, also across Europe, um, and starting actually to venture out a bit further outfield as well. Uh, alongside that, I do also run and founded the Black Recruiters Network. So that's a community network for Black professionals in recruitment and talent acquisition. We've been going for two years strong now, team of eight and around, oh, I think like 350 members. So Amazing. it's been growing and it's a space I love that we're creating for all of us in this industry. Um, but then, yeah, the day job is tech recruitment too. Great, 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 great. So like how, like what even like led you down this path? Like what led you into recruitment? Into recruitment? So um, I was actually in uni and I was doing my degree in chemical engineering. I did it all the way up to the mm-hmm. master's level. So it's a, it's a bit of a switch, but I, what I found was during the different internships, I did three different internships during my uni experience. And the takeaways that I got from them was one, the job of chemical engineering is not for me. I want something a bit more social. Um, but then two, I really kind of liked understanding the hiring process side of things and like how I even got into those spaces. Yeah. Uh, Cause it's not often you'd see like a second year then go off to like their full time, go off to like their one year internship, one year internship in engineering. It's usually like after your third year. Yeah. Um, but what I took away from that was basically like, okay, how I came across on the interviews, how I wrote my CV, packaging all the, uh, experience I gained from like working in the coffee shops um pretty much the part-time jobs during you during uni to then put myself in those positions and when I came back to uni I then almost became like the placement lady of my year so I'd be on the job boards hunting jobs yeah. for people we'd be doing like rewrite your cv we do like online mock exams with my friends I'd be like yeah oh wow there was one time I was doing a phone tele- I was doing a telephone interview like mock telephone interview with my friends and I was just like you're not smiling, are you? I can hear it. You don't seem energetic. He was like, am I smiling? Like, yeah, you're not smiling. I can hear it in your voice. I just like those kind of things. And I really enjoyed that. So then when it came to deciding on a career path, I was like, you know what, let's give this recruitment thing a try. Yeah. Um, So I just enjoyed it so much from there. And then, yeah, still in it now, five years, almost five years later. Amazing. You've been a recruiter. (laughs) I was doing it for free back then. (laughs) Girl, what is your commission? Like, what are you been That's amazing. No, that is really, really amazing to hear. Especially with like helping your friends and helping your like initial like network. That is mm. fantastic. I think at that time I definitely could have done with a friend like you. Um, so yeah, no, that's great. It's great. So like what advice do you think was like a key piece of advice you were given back then that you still give like constantly like till today? Like, what's like a big thing you see that people struggle with and you're like, yeah this is how you fix it yeah I think the the one thing back then is just like because you don't have any like if you're not if you don't have any direct experience mm-hmm. in the field that you're in how are you then packaging the experience yeah. you do have whether that's like you got a part-time job or just whatever you do in your spare time 
how do you package that in a way that comes across like you gain the skills that you can transfer into this role but it's just not coming across on paper Mm -hmm. um and I have that conversations with like the junior candidates that I talk to as well they'll be telling me about like okay what do you do in your spare time um what are you working on on your personal projects what have you been able to get involved in even on a voluntary basis and then we kind of really extract that information to make it align with what the role is so like you know during uni courses you're doing a lot of group projects okay mm -hmm. what were your role in the project I took on like one of the like project manager role so you're overseeing it all right that's like project management responsibility mm -hmm. dealing with people yeah. time management organization um and then just kind of really extracting all those like informations to put that across to the business as well yeah no that's really great advice it's really really great advice um so essentially like transferable skills and just like showing that like even though you don't have direct experience in that industry that you have like experience doing the things necessary to make you like succeed in that specific role yeah and then also just like what are you doing that that shows you're taking an interest in that area right, as well right, right, you right. know like I think when I was like applying for unis I'm doing my UCAS little application mm -hmm. I had to show that like oh I've got an interest in chemical engineering did I know what it was no what did I do I just bought a book of Amazon that has something to do with chemical engineering I read like a bit of it I'd be like okay yeah my interest I wrote this I read this book and so I understand from yeah. chemical engineering yeah. and I just want to gain more insight and la di da di da yeah. um, and just be like what, what are you doing to also show an interest in the industry you're going to yeah yes 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 amazing 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 uh so can you share like some insights on the most sought after skills and tech currently like in the current job market like what like mm. so I think in tech I know coding for example exploded I'd say I think I was quite I wouldn't say young I'm still young but like <laughs> it, was, it was a few years ago now when coding kind of like exploded um, yeah what would you say currently is like maybe in a similar place I mean coding is still um like growing I mm -hmm. think it's growing like specific sectors so like the data world is definitely growing in those, those types of positions as well as like the cyber security side of the coding right. and how it can apply to that um outside of like coding there seems to be quite a lot going on in the product space like your product managers starting mm -hmm. to see a lot more movement um over there I mean there's been movement before but at the level of things are now just like it's quite an interesting space to be in mm -hmm. I'll say probably those are the the top two um but I think what would be good for for people I think it's good at times you know following what's growing in the industry but what's we, what we've seen like what was it like a couple of years ago Web3 was the absolute hype and it's still the hype but it's not the hype where like every business is trying to bring out a web free arm right now obviously we've got like right. the ai the chat gpt yeah after that, that chat gpt came out there's like a chat bot for everything, everything type of version yeah, yeah. um so that's obviously growing but sometimes it's not always you don't need to always follow the trends obviously like the main thing will be finding the the tech stack and the areas that are actually of interest to you because that's gonna that's what you need to build your career on if you're just following the trends you're just going to be like keep switching switching Right, which okay, yeah. I mean might be good but then also how satisfied are you going to be right 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 so like what do you find that like you see currently that like people are like really gravitating towards um I mean it's still very much in like software development and data spaces I think I see mm -hmm. a lot of people especially when they're starting out starting to learn in those areas probably because they are the easier areas to pick up um once you understand I guess like the fundamentals of even just like let's say coding it's quite easy to then navigate that into a data role to then mm -hmm. progress that into like a, in application to like cyber security 
Mm-hmm. Um, even apply some of the basic coding skills into like the product UX UI roles as like an extra skill. Um, not that you technically need coding skills for those types of roles, but mm-hmm. they are also like nice to have. Right, right, right. Cool, 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 cool. Um, so I think what I've seen is that with tech, like it can be, it can if you're from like a non-technical background, it can be quite like a scary one to think about transitioning into. So mm. what advice would you have for someone who wants to transition from a non-tech background to actually secure a tech role? Yeah, I think the first thing to figure out is if you want to move into a tech role, do you want to move into like a technical role in tech or a non-technical role in tech? Uh, I think that's, those are two very like different paths, but you're still right. within the tech ecospace. So if you don't want to be like hands-on, you know, coder, developer, UX, UI, mm. products, front end, back end, all of that, then yeah. you can look into like the finance side, the marketing side, the sales side. I mean, like tech recruitment is a, being in recruitment would be a stretch to say you're in tech, but if you're in a tech business and you're doing like the sales for it, obviously then you're in tech. Right. Um, yes. Essentially. So that'd be like step one, figure out, do you want like hands-on coding development degree, or you just want to be like another type of role within a tech business would be step one. If you then want to go down the sort of nitty gritty side, then have a look at all the different types of kind of technical tech roles there are uh, and see which one most aligns to you. And then from that, understand, well, I would say actually from that, look at the job descriptions for those roles to see, okay, what are sort of like the requirement and the tech skills that are being asked of them to then start planning out your development journey in those areas. Yeah. Um, you don't have to have it like niche down to just one role, maybe pick a few. And then as you continue to like learn more about them, you can see which ones you gravitate towards. But let's go down like the structured approach. So you're not just like jumping from like learning one thing that you might not have needed to something else and mm. just sort of like maybe wasting your time. And even just um, it could, if you're going down the wrong route, it can also maybe discourage you to even going down to continuing if you mm. don't feel like it aligns with what you want to do. So do the research initially, see what feels more your vibe um connect with like the junior talent in that space try to see what what their experiences are and then mm-hmm. just kind of continue down that road cool 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 cool. thank you so in terms of like cvs and applications when applying for these roles what key elements would you say like you and other like recruiters especially in the tech space would that look for yeah number one it's definitely your skills like i like to tell everyone that's like writing their cv please put your skills section first on your like first page um, like after your personal statement, I would like list out your skills um, would be first and foremost. And depending on some recruiters, which obviously depends recruiter to recruiter, but depending on how you list your skills, like, like in what order you list them can then give the indication of like what you feel comfortable with. So put your mm-hmm. strongest ones first and then anything you've had exposure to, um, have read up, would like to know more about, add them more towards like the end of that list. Yeah. For example, yeah. if I'm looking for like a Python developer and you've listed every other text stack in Python at the end, I'm going to be like, okay, that's not your strongest one. Right. So therefore, I probably would then go to another profile who looks a lot more stronger. Right. Uh, yeah. That sense of things. But then mm-hmm. after skills, it would be um, either your experience, if you have any direct experience, or your projects, your GitHub projects, or any public projects that you've listed on your profile as well would be sort of like number two and especially on the junior side when it comes to the projects we very much looking like how well is it laid out how easy is it to read your code 
Um, does it look like you understand the fundamentals? And that's actually will be the biggest difference between if you come from like a uni degree or if you're going like self-taught. There is the assumption where like if you're coming from a uni degree, you understand the fundamentals. So therefore it gives that assurance. Whereas if you're coming from a boot camp, it may just require a bit more effort from your side to show that you understand the fundamentals, the principles, um, you know, just the underlying things when it comes to coding computer science that you probably might or might not gain depending on the boot camp um again yeah. there are many boot camps out there some good mm -hmm. some not so great uh, mm -hmm. so it's probably just going to take a bit more time just to show that you know you understand the fundamentals and writing good code and the basics that probably we would assume from the graduate side is already covered because that's generally part of your course yeah so yeah. even like, getting onto that so like what you just said about it being part of um a lot of people's courses how crucial would you say it is though to have a formal like technical education or like a like an, an educational background that is like maybe like mathematics or like computer science or a bit more like formal in that sense when it comes to breaking into the tech industry because I do know there are some apprenticeship programs and such but like what would it like what's your take on that I wouldn't say like it's crucial I mean obviously it helps um mm. But I wouldn't say it's crucial. As I was saying, like I think the main thing is if, especially if you're coming from like a back boot camp, self-learning, self-taught apprenticeship. Apprenticeship actually I would class as different because you're getting that on the job training. So you're right. getting that commercial experience as you learn, and you're surrounded yeah. by like the develop yeah. the senior developers. So you're and sometimes that up. the qualification at the end, um, I think. Yeah. yeah. So that's I would even class that quite separately because. Mm. especially because you've got commercial experience that kind of adds to your right. profile anyway right. uh, so if you're going from like the sole self-learning boot camp side of things <coughs> oh sorry okay. um I would say like it's not I would say it would just take a bit more effort from your side to when you present yourself forward not that mm -hmm. it's, it's not better or worse but you probably have to do maybe a couple of boot camps, make sure that you're exposing yourself to the fundamentals, get the fundamentals on lock. I think that's the, probably the, the biggest question mark people will have. You're coming from a boot camp, be like, okay, so you, you can probably learn to code and you can write a piece of code, but do you understand what you're writing, why right. it works like that mm. and what you're, and like, if you change something, what would that do? And I think that's the biggest thing that that's the difference where between coding like the boot camps and the degrees mm -hmm. it's like I it makes me question a lot more like how how well versed are you in it which right. you can alleviate from like what you write on your cv or the project you put forward but if it's not alleviated through that then I'll be questioning like okay and also maybe like how long you've been working on it as well doing one boot camp for 12 weeks you might need some more experience in that right right Cool. So like definitely people should try to like supplement their learning and like just do as much as possible. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. that's the thing, especially that's the right word. If you're doing the boot camp, supplement your learning with getting involved as many projects as you can. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously the projects from your course, but any external ones, any open source ones, any hackathons, really get yourself like exposed to the more projects because that's what's going to be essentially your portfolio right. when you're going to your interviews. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so are there any specific certifications, courses, anything like that, that really stand out to recruiters when they're looking at applications? Mm, I wouldn't say there's any specific ones, just because there's so many different ones out there. Uh, mm. I would say the main thing would be 
maybe just jumping on the, the courses that are like expanding your knowledge you know so like understanding the fundamentals of like how aws or cloud platforms gcp azure or like on the devops side uh how that links as well understanding like the data side of things because even in like traditional software engineering roles there probably is an aspect of utilizing like databases um and understanding how data can be incorporated into your code as well so it's not so much like specific ones it's just make sure that you're exposing yourself to the right to like the tech stacks uh, and the experience that you would need for those roles cool 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 uh, and my last question is how important do you find networking in the tech industry what strategies would you recommend and yeah do you think it's like something that's like really effective I mean, I'm a big advocate for networking. I think networking, hands down, has probably like changed my career. Um, just from like network, for me personally, like networking on LinkedIn alone has literally changed my career trajectory. I don't think I'd be here with a whole network and my own like independent agency if it wasn't through like networking and put myself out there. But what I would say from like a junior standpoint, I think networking is absolutely key. Um, but I think we can maybe like reframe what networking would look like maybe at like an early junior stage. Mm -hmm. So obviously, if you're in uni, um, you'll have your cohort of people that you're there with. Obviously, stay connected with them um, and maybe just catch up with them and ask, like essentially network with them. I think even from like, I think that's an easy network to start with. If you're yeah. coming from like the self-learning, especially if you're this, actually the self-learning, like by yourself learning from home. I think it would be good for you specifically to go out and maybe like find the community groups, the boot camp groups or just other self learners that you can connect with. Mm -hmm. uh, one, just to support you on your journey, but also to build your kind of insight into the industry and also just build your connections um, that way. Uh, and then also obviously with the boot camps, you'll have your network of people that you're studying with. But then if so that's just like your immediate network. So that's like the starting place. Start with your immediate circle then we'll look into okay we'll look into like the industry so if there's a specific area of the industry that you're interested in then we can look into like okay what's going on in that space are there any online or in-person events you can jump into just to see what's going on connect with people say hi to people i think that's probably like the hardest yeah. part of networking is the coming up to strangers and saying hello um and one thing i like to do which it, it's either awkward or it's not but i Think is the easiest way for me if i just see a group that's like talking the group is like three or less people we're not going into large groups um, <laughs> right <laughs> i would just like walk over and then just like slowly walk over sort of like stand there for a little bit just like listen in on the conversation shake my head mm -hmm. and then at some point someone will come say hi to me at some point they'll be like oh hey yeah like you don't actually have to be the one the walking over is like the first move. You can walk right. over, join a group. Somebody will usually say hi to you. You don't need to really like interrupt anybody if it's a bit outside your comfort zone um, mm. side of things. And then if you're not the, let's say like the type that likes to go out to events like in person, you prefer more the online ones, then I'd say reach out to sort of like the junior, um, the junior sort of people in the roles that you are aiming for. I think they're the ones probably will have a bit more time because it's like getting senior uh, and like the engineering managers yeah. or whoever, yeah. their time will probably be a quite like restricted. But I think reach out to some of the new people, connect with them on LinkedIn, write a nice little message like, hey, um, 
I'm really interested in you getting into like your type of role. Would love to hear about your journey, something like that. Uh, they're quite reciprocal at yeah. that early sort of like junior stage. And then if you want to take it one step further from that, we can then go into like, okay, proper LinkedIn networking where you're doing your outreach, maybe a bit of content yeah. Um, yeah. and that side of things. But no one's ever confident doing that starting off. Right. Like, that I really was like post and run away type, which, um, <laughs> which I actually recommend to everyone. Yeah, post and run. Close the post phone. and run. <laughs> yeah. And then keep doing that. And then you'll feel start kind of getting a lot more like confidence with the more you do. Right, right, right. No, that's that's such such good advice, especially about um like your second point about like just putting yourself out there, like go and just like walk over and just you know, because I know the confident thing I think affects a lot of people, but once you put yourself out there, someone will probably say hi and will just bring you into the conversation and that could mm. just spark, you know, God knows like you exchange details now and you never know, like this person might end up a hiring hiring manager. You might yeah a hiring manager I just think it's so important to just connect with other people because one you never know where you or anyone else is going to be in just two because we all need it we actually need it we, mm. we thrive, like with like with like connecting with each other so I think it's so so important um so like with your journey is there anything like you like is there any advice that you'd give to yourself starting out like so this is more general like not even about tech but like just more so with confidence because I think going back to networking and just just the whole lot I think with career progression and wanting to like uh see like to be quite proactive in seeking out your like career development I think it takes a lot of confidence you have to kind of believe in order to do so like is there any advice that like has helped you like growing your confidence and like you'd maybe like give to like your past self or like something like that yeah I would say um you know what I say? I actually say don't be afraid to just like turn up solo. Because um, I think one thing I think exactly. in the early days, like, or actually one thing is like sometimes if you don't have no one to go to, you'd be like, oh, like I'm not going to go. Because you feel like, yeah. why am I going to go turn up by myself? Uh, but I think some of the best connections I've made was because I turned up solo. Like you're not kind of just staying in the, yeah. the group that you came with. Like you, you are really forcing yourself to have to talk to people. Otherwise, you literally just be standing by yourself in a room. Mm -hmm which you know what if that's you as well that actually works because there's people there's the type of people like me who like I don't like seeing people by themselves so like if I go to an event and whatnot and someone's just like you can tell they 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 came by themselves and they don't know who to talk to like I'm the type of be like oh I'll just go say hi to you I, like I, I don't know what it is I feel so uncomfortable when I see people by yeah. themselves that like yeah, they want to get involved but they don't know how uh, and there's always those types as well mm. so I think going by turning up by yourself um, was definitely like one I would say to myself but also I would say really like research and like get involved in different communities that you can find um, I think right now like for BRN the reason I could I found one of my co-founders was because when I went solo in recruitment I was looking at like okay what Python communities are there just to I want to connect with like my candidates you know and then I found one called Pi Ladies which is a global community but they have chapters I think in every major city um and I've posted I was posting in and be like hi everyone I'm Asima I'm doing Python recruitment da, 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 da. and then it just so happened that he was in that channel as well and then he messaged me directly and that was like four years four years ago now and now we've like we're very close he's become my co-founder for BRN um Amazing. Wow. and yeah. basically like my business partner essentially and that right. was just from me put, putting a hello message in a in a slack channel 
Um, but that never would happen if I didn't go looking for communities to get involved in as well. So I think, yeah, uh, go to Think Solo and just research what different types of communities you can get involved in. And you don't have to do too much. You know, just like a simple hi message is yeah. enough. Turn up um, to one a month. Well, let's not put a time to it. Just turn up when you can, when you feel like confident to. And then you'll see like what you get out of it at the end as well. And the more you do, the more your confidence grows for sure. Agreed, 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 agreed. No, thank you so much. That's really, really, really good advice. I hope that all of you listening were able to take some really key pieces of information away that will help you on your journey. Um, yeah, like any any last words, Asima? <laughs> any closing words for us? <laughs> uh, keep going. I mean, the tech industry is going through it, but there are better days to come. Um, just yes. use this time to just get involved in more projects, build your knowledge and experience uh, connect to me on linkedin actually feel free to yeah. and and have fun with it too like if we're doing this whole transition journey it's going to be a journey but still try to find the joy and the the motivation for it as well yes exactly exactly so make sure yes guys make sure you connect with our team on linkedin i'll put i'll make sure to put her information in the description boxes whether you're listening on audio or watching and listening on youtube uh, that will be in the description box and yeah thank you so 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 much this has been the diverse podcast i've been debs and that's it peace, <laughs> peace guys <Okay>, everyone <laughs>